Coming up on Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Recommend we get out of here, sir. Echo's been gone for a week. So I haven't seen her in like a week. Guys, that doesn't look good. It's escalating rapidly toward violence. Oh, hell no. I'm going to take physical action here. If you don't, I am. Logo, ram that van. Guess what? I can kill these without repercussions. Ooh. Hits him in the chest, his whole flesh vibrates, and he explodes. Oh, yeah, wizards are dangerous, man. All right now, I'm really pissed off. Yeah, you're a big man. This thing is faster than the fastest meth addict you ever chased. Friends of yours? Sir, we're ready to go if you are. I am. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 42. This is our first session of the Dresden Files. It is something we've been waiting to post for a very long time, and many people have been waiting to hear it, not the least of whom being the players of the game itself. This is the first session of a campaign which is still going strong, and we are about to begin our 24th session as of this recording. So I can't wait to get some reaction from you listeners. This is going to be a very awesome experience. It certainly has been for us who are playing it. So I won't keep you waiting much longer. Let me just say that this is using the Dresden Files role-playing game published by Evil Hat Productions. If you have not already done so, listen to our city discussions and our character creation discussions that give the background of this campaign, although it may not be required to follow the session. In fact, I would say that it isn't required. It still gives you some background, and it's pretty fun, so check those out if you haven't already. Also, I need to say that as I was editing this, I realized that the character of David Mercury, that's my character, is much different in this first session than he was when we last left him in the character creation. And no one can figure out when this conversation took place. I remember a conversation with Trilobite, who is GMing, wherein we discussed the fact that it would be awesome if, rather than have his wife being killed in an auto accident of his accidental devising, his wife was actually a serial killer known as the Black Dog Killer, and he discovered this while he was a cop, and he had to himself track her down and make the arrest. I mean, obviously he had help from the department, but it was his case, his collar, and it affected him so much that that is why he is no longer a cop. He couldn't handle the guilt and the anger at not knowing that this was going on and having it happen under his nose, and if he couldn't even see that, then what else was he letting get past him? Totally threw David Mercury for a loop, had no idea, and so he also learned that she was a vampire. In fact, she is Logan Shaw's sister, and that's stuff that we put in play, <laughs> and there is no record of the discussion. No one can remember when this conversation took place, though a couple of us remember having it, so it must have been in a different game or in a banter session that wasn't recorded because we never got around to doing a game. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that without some sort of explanation, it would have seemed very odd for you, the listener. So there you have it. That's what we decided on for my character. And speaking of characters, let's get to the cast. The cast includes Trilobite as our beloved Game Master. So which would be Fleshsack? 
Yours truly, Blind Geek, as the aforementioned David Mercury. What the hell are you people doing? Josh, as Ezra Kirkland. Oh, God, spider sets tingling. What? Huh? <laughs> ah, God, all right. And Moondog, as Logan Shaw. Ooh, are you a bad <laughs> vampire or a good vampire? I guess we'll find out. All right, there you have it. We are ready to go. So, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage. Sit back. Relax and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack, number 42, Another Crazy Night at the Gomez House. Let's get this show on the road. David, you are dropping off or picking up Anne at the Gomez house? My temptation is to say dropping off so that okay. when go on the adventure that inevitably is going to ensue, I don't have to worry about what to do with my daughter. However, I only dropping have two things, Vince. And I'm thinking... Don't overthink it. Just pick one. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted was I only have two fate points, and if I complicate my life by having to figure out what the hell to do with my daughter after I just picked her up, I might get another fate point. <laughs> Anne is his daughter? Yes. Oh, and she lives at the Gomez house? No, but um, Mrs... If it's older than I thought, then, if that was the case. But no, no, Miss McDill. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, I just... I, I said Mustang Sally takes care of her from time to time. <laughs> her name is not Mustang Sally, <laughs> although she loves it if you call her that. <laughs> that's his pet name for Yeah, she thinks that's sweet. So which would be Flesh Sack? drop off. That was my first impulse. Okay, cool. So you're dropping off Anne at the Gomez house and making a bit of small talk with Sally. She's baked up some Rice Krispie treats for the upcoming picnic out at Ezra Branch Park and is insisting that you try some and tell her which you like better. The ones with the regular marshmallows or the ones with the tiny little colored marshmallows? Mm. You're going to go with the coloreds. She nods solemnly as if you had just imparted the answer to a moral quandary of great import. I, I want to like take some of these with me for my uh, for my cab driving tonight. She heads over to okay. a table which is stacked with all kinds of supplies that she has all laid out. She's got a checklist hung up on the wall next to it, taped up there. And it looks like a pre-flight checklist, the way she's got everything organized. And she goes over, moves down the column, moves over, checks something off, finds a particular plate, and hands over to you a uh, small china plate with the Rice Krispie treats all piled up in a little cigarette. Bill, my grandmother? Good lord. <laughs> 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 well, she's the kind of person who can run a place like this and not go insane. So that would make it, what, late morning? Probably, yeah. Okay. So, late morning at the Gomez house. Ezra, hmm. you're there. Tell me what's going on in the Gomez house right now. What time is it? Late morning. I'm going to say, like, about 10.30. Oh, uh, most of us are asleep still. Okay. <laughs> so it's fairly quiet. <laughs> it's fairly still asleep or coming to. Yeah. As opposed to waking up, it's a distinct difference. <laughs> David, you had to step over a guy who was just 
passed out on the carpet in a puddle of drool. He didn't seem <laughs> drunk or anything. It looks like he just fell asleep there. I just sort of pass over him nonchalant, like he's there every time I come by. Yeah. Oh, it's Otis. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Moondog, what day is it? Wednesday. And what time of year is it? Winter. Okay. Uh, it's so funny. I was thinking winter. Yeah. Are we talking like early winter or late winter here? Middle of January. Okay. Uh, so we're in... Uh, Isla del Oro, SoCal? Yeah, pretty much. It's not very far. It's about halfway, actually, between San Francisco and San Diego. Okay, so, for what I know, it's cold, but not cold like I define cold. No, not at all. It's a brisk 60 degrees. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. They don't know what cold is down there. No, not at all. Today, Six actually... Out here. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, actually, there's a fog that has come down from the hills, and it's a chilly 40 degrees. People are out there in jackets and scarves and hats and everything else. Acting like the end of the world. <laughs> Okay, so it's a Wednesday. It's pretty quiet then. It's only 10.30. A couple of people are up and about actually going to day jobs. They're pretty much your menial minimum wage jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, it's probably quiet. Probably a couple of people still playing Halo from the night before. Yeah. The couch. But uh, most part, uh, the, mostly it's the, the, the house is just starting to kind of rouse. The ones that have jobs are already out. So it's, it's in that in-between phase right now where if you have a job, you're already up and gone. If you don't, then you're still kind of slowly rousing. Okay, gotcha. So, Moondog, give me some other detail of activity here. I'm Something else that's going that. on. <laughs> well, it sounds like we have Sally baking on there. In the backyard, there are some kids playing. Okay. And they seem to be playing like a hide-and-seek game. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple mothers standing in the corner watching them. Yeah, Sally has organized like a trip of a bunch of single mothers. They are getting them together and their kids together, and they're all going up to Ezra Branch Park. So there's the sound of children shouting out there and concerned mothers watching over them because it's freezing out right now. Occasional gunshot. No, no, that would be over in Cabo Sierra, where you would hear that kind of stuff. Um, from here, actually, it's quiet in the city, and mostly you can hear a sort of distant breathing sound, which is Highway 101, a couple miles off. The sound just carries in this fog, and faintly, maybe you can hear the sounds of the ocean and some seagulls. That's about it. Plus the kids running around back there, making all kinds of racket. And it's into this soundscape that a discordant note enters. You can hear two male voices, one much lower than the other, raised in heated argument from the front door. Hmm. I glance furtively in that direction. Okay, we'll see. You can see there from the kitchen. And the door is closed right now. Is it loud enough to wake me up in the attic? Sure, uh, unless you're all ready I should be awake. getting up anyway. I gotta get up Pearl Street by the time lunch hour hits. Okay. Are you a pretty observant guy? Ah, uh, I think I am. My alertness my is good. Yeah, I got, I'm pretty alert. Okay, very good. So then something wakes you up because it's just not quite right. Oh, God, spider sense tingling. What? Huh? Ah, <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'll get up. I'll pull on my pants, grab my jacket. <laughs> the world yeah, thanks like you. The shirt, the shirt and underwear I like <laughs> last night, but pulling the pants and boots yep. on, grabbing my jacket, activating the ward really quick at my front door as I leave. Okay. It's a basic ward, and it's all pre-set up. There's like a mandala of copper wire embedded in the front door, and I've got it. the basic ward I can set up pretty quick. 
Gotcha. And then just kind of head down with the guitar, muttering that there better goddamn be coffee down there. There's going to be wizard's wrath. (laughs) (laughs) So you can hear this, David, and you can also hear it's escalating rapidly toward violence. You're very familiar with this pattern from your work as a police officer. It's two individuals who are probably not too bright and charged with testosterone. And, yeah. (laughs) All right. Excuse me, Sally. I better check out what's going on over here. She looks up, cocks her head, nods, and then goes into another room. You know she keeps a uh, aluminum slugger baseball bat in there. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and open the door and head over toward where the shouting is coming from. Well, if you open the front door, you'll be right there. But Moondog, who gets to the door first? David does. Okay. So you open the door and you see this guy in like a really tight pink and mint green striped polo shirt with khakis, collar way up to his chin. Oh, God. Carefully maintain five o'clock shadow like you, you can tell that he shaves it so that it always looks like he's slightly unshaved. Big old sunglasses, hair that looks like a sideways microwaved Larry Bird wig. Uh, he's okay. built like a football player, or maybe a rugby player. You recognize him, sort of. How well do you know the people here at the Gomez house? Maybe not intimately well, but I would think I know a lot of them by sight if I'm dropping my daughter off there or picking her up okay. a lot. So this is Chad. Oh, goddamn Chad, I knew it. And <laughs> he's an okay guy, but he just hit high school, and then his mental development pretty much just stopped. And, like, he should be in university now, but he's still got that mentality of, like, an 18-year-old football player. He's okay if you're another dude. If you're a girl or, God forbid, dating him. Forget it. And the other guy instantly spells to you, small-time thug. This guy is big. He has prison muscles. The kind you get from just working out in your cell all day when his arms are all swollen, his shoulders are huge. He's got bad ink, you know, like faded, crappy tattoos all down his arms, heavy jaw, leaning over the dude, and you can see, like, he's got tattoos on his knuckles, and on one shoulder, he's got, like, an omega symbol. You can see that much. Snakes all winding around his arms and stuff. He's shouting obscenities, and he's shoving Chad. Chad stumbles back, regains his footing, puts his arms way out to the side. It's like, oh, yeah, bro? Come at me. Come at me, bro. Okay, I, I step into You got Chad hey. out perfect. That's like... That's like <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, fellas, can I help you with something? Seems to be the problem here. The big guy swings his head over to you, looks you up and down, and just goes, uh, fuck off, cop. Well, I'm not exactly in uniform or anything. Yeah, he made you, like, instantly from your body language and stuff. Okay, cool, fair enough. I'm projecting that quasi-intimidation factor that you just sort of have that essence. Mm -hmm. Even though the words say, hey, what's going on? Can I help you with something? The projected energy is not foreboding, but... Yeah, I know what you mean. Let me know, and, and you guys will have to help me out on this. If you're taking an action mechanically, like you want to do a social attack or you want to specifically search for something or do an assessment, help me out by letting me know. Uh, a lot of other stuff we can just do narratively, but if you okay. specifically want to take something to the dice, let me know. I'm going to do that. Just let's get things rolling. I'm going to do a social uh, attack. 
<laughs> what? I said literally. That's right. <laughs> okay, so I'm here my intimidation. sounds good to me, and this guy's going to use. Let's see. I think discipline, if I read that correctly, can be used for like shutting people down and that kind of thing. I think it's conviction. Conviction, yes. I believe you are correct, sir. Let me double check that. I think we basically treat this like a attack, where you make your attack, and then he makes his defense, and we look at the difference. That is, if I read that correctly, and guys, please let me know if I'm doing something wrong here. I believe you are correct. Okay. You are correct. Let's figure this out right now, mm -hmm. just so we don't have any confusion before we even get started. Are you a names guy or a numbers guy? I kind of like the names, but whatever works best for you. Uh, so I like me. names as well, but I didn't I, know if I said I, oh, I'm man. a great on the ladder. I like names in theory, okay. but in practice. Okay, so let's go with the numbers because it sounds like that's going to be a lot easier for everybody. Mm. All right, fine. <laughs> you, right, can, Eric, you can do names. Please feel free to <laughs> append the name for it. Like, okay, I did great, so that's plus four. You know? You'll notice, I, remember that, what the, you yeah, notice okay. I never use names in Sorcerer's though. I always use numbers. I'm going to require a lot more narrative stuff when it comes to using your aspects on that kind of thing. But I think with this, just numbers will be fine. I'm at great, which is, I believe, plus four. Okay. Um, after all, I've said and done, and I don't. I only have the two. God, <laughs> I'm used to Satsi where it's like I'll just throw a couple fate points at these. Yeah, I only have a couple fate points, so I'm just gonna leave it. At okay, three. you're projecting this presence. He looks at you and he says, "Fuck off, cop." But you can tell he's paying attention to you now, and not really so much to Chad. So around this time, Ezra, that's when you come in. Chad, I recognize. Mm -hmm. I was working on the assumption that Chad did not live here. I don't know if that was your assumption as well or no. No, he uh, just he, he he's just hangs hanging around a lot. Yeah, I know. I don't actually like Chad that much, but he's never got that. <laughs> <laughs> Do I recognize this other? Don't know if my contacts skill will help with that or no. What is your contacts? Contacts are good. My contacts, plus three. Okay, you know what? I could see this being interesting either way, so give me a roll on this. Total of plus six. Ooh, wow. You haven't really seen this guy before, but you recognize the description from just dealing with some different people. I got um, friends in low places. Yep. This guy... I'm gonna, go I'm ahead. not going to tag that, but I've got friends in low <laughs> So give me a quick connection. With I, how you would know someone who's definitely on this seedier side, like a criminal guy who has done some hard time. I'm sure people I know have at least bought drugs, possibly dealt small-time drugs, and okay. possibly even some small-time theft, perhaps. Yep. So, you know, it would be like someone I heard from someone else I heard. Mm -hmm. So then you know this guy. He calls himself Hamadryad. And, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he calls himself Hamadryad. He doesn't know that those are all women. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, he's a small-time drug dealer, bruiser, and he's been known to operate in um, Sapos Negros territory, the Black Toads. And they are some serious... They know they are bad dudes. They're a Hispanic gang, and this is a crazy white guy who's serious enough for them to take him seriously and hire him for stuff sometimes. Right, so you've got some bad connections. 
I don't want Chad to get killed. I don't like Chad. I don't want him to get a shot, though. So I'm like, uh, hey, Chad, I think I saw Echo upstairs uh, looking for her uh, looking for her underwear up near the shower. So why don't you uh, go help her? Hamadryad's head whips around, and his eyes look at you. They're like a shark's. I mean, there's just no I'm emotion. I'm not looking at his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see what he's doing. You're not locking eyes with him. Right. It's possible oh, yeah, no, to look I'm, at a person's yeah, face. I'm, I'm assuming... He's behind me and Chad. Yep. My goal right now is get Chad the hell out of here. I knew that bitch was Before here. He gets himself shot. Oh, I'm gonna blink at him. You know Echo? At Hamadryad? Yeah. Wait. Wait. Who said I knew that bitch was here? Hamadryad did. Oh. Okay. And <laughs> he reaches that. out to lay a hand on you, David. Oh hell no! I'm gonna take physical action here. If you don't, I am. As soon as he turns his back on me and goes for my buddy David. Mm-hmm. So you positioned yourself around behind him. I was on the impression that I was behind him when I was coming downstairs. I could have been wrong. Okay, no, he's out in front of the house, but that's just fine. You can position yourself behind him. I'm not a big guy. I'm going to activate my go-go boots, mm -hmm. which puts the aspect on me, gravity is my bitch. Very good. <laughs> I'm going to tag that for free. Mm -hmm. That'll give you a plus two to something. Shifting as much gravity to the end of my fist as I can. And just cold-cocking him in the back of the head. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I like this. I actually am going to give him a bit of a defense roll. Ordinarily, for something like this, it might be zero, because I'm you're behind somebody. Him, but he's a hard street thug. Yes. So give me your roll. Total of plus five. I'll spend one of my only two fate points. Okay. To uh, invoke just another crazy day at the Gomez house. All right, so it, work that into the narrative form. All right. I say, yeah, yeah, Chad echoes here, blah, blah, blah. He turns around. Mm -hmm. That bitch is here. I'm like, uh, oh, shit, I didn't want to get Echo in trouble now. And I think I know, <laughs> I know Echo, too. Then I see him turn for David. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in the hills. Yep. I know how to handle myself in a brawl. So not having a beer bottle, <laughs> he's normally knocked this dude over the head with. I'm using the uh, primal power of gravity mm -hmm. as a substitute and just balling my fist, double-fisted, axe handle, right back across the back of the head, right at the uh, medulla there, yep. in the hope to blackjack knock him out. So it sounds to me like what you're invoking might be a little bit country. That too, yes. Okay. So we'll do that. A little bit country. Yeah. Good old country. <laughs> a Kentucky accent. <laughs> so what does that make your total? Altogether seven. Wow. So he says, no. His left arm just flies upward, and then he falls down on his right side. He had a mosquito on the back of his head, officer. Oh, yeah, I thought I heard a bit of a buzz coming from him. Now, Moondog, you can come in with ideas or suggestions anytime. Or... Chad, maybe you should go uh, go inside and get some coffee. Yeah. File, nod, nod. Yeah, you got it, bro. He, I don't uh, think he's ever seen me in a fight. He reaches out to give you a full-on hand slap. Uh, like a high five? Or... No, like coming in from the side to like slap your hand and then grab it. You've seen him do this. He probably wants to pull you in for a quick shoulder bump. <laughs> Clumsily, like, all right, yeah, yeah, just, just go, go, Chad, thanks. He knocks you back just a little, because he's a big, solid dude. Oh, no, I know he is. Yeah, and as all he... the gravity is at my fist right now, so <laughs> As he swaggers by, he reaches out to bump knuckles with you, David. All right, I let him. I return. He hits that, 
then turns his fist to the side, holds up one thumb, and he says, now lock it down. <laughs> <laughs> lock it down, skin slide to the side. He nods. You guys just totally, like, your hands kind of fumble over each other for a second. Exactly. That's, yep, yep. And then he goes in. Huh? Hey, Mrs. M, got any coffee? All right. Is that aside, I'm going to shake my hands and fence. <laughs> so you guys are now outside on the ratty front lawn. Sounds of kids from the backyard. Sounds of traffic. Some cars going by. Out of one of the coolers of, uh, of Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Just my knuckles. <laughs> what Hi, David. Good morning. Hey, Ezra. Just another crazy day at the Gomez house, Gomez huh? House. Yep, it's over the mantle. Why is he here? Who? What's What's Wood Nymph doing here? Hammond no I got here just before you did. Is David currently a cop or is he retired? I can't remember the story. Cop turned cabby. Okay, so he is no longer on the force. No longer on the force, no. He's got that image, though. Yeah. So he has friends on the force. I would imagine so. He has. I think he probably has a couple enemies on the force as well. I left the aspect a bit ambiguous. So is that there any... Okay, well, I'll say, is there any way... Any, you, got any, uh, you know anyone that can take him... Off the front yard here before he comes to. I can make a quick. Yeah, I. I'd rather he be in zip cuffs when he comes up because he's not going to be happy. I'm taking a guess. Okay, how does this kind of thing generally work? I you don't call know. a guy you know. All right, I whip out my phone, call my guy, Sergeant Tuskegee. <laughs> got it. Yes, he's named after this. Hey, hey, Frank. Uh, we got. Yeah, well, what's going on, man? Oh, hey, David. Yeah. Yeah. How's it hanging? Oh, it's long and low. <laughs> um, I'm pretty um, sure this guy's got some priors and warrants. I, yeah. I say, <laughs> ministering to my hands. Oh, I'm pretty sure he probably does as well. There was a bit of a disturbance here at the Gomez house. Well, that's a surprise. We had to uh, intervene a bit, and the disturbance is laid out here on the sidewalk. Oh, so you're calling me to pick up your trash, huh? Pretty much, yeah. Man, nothing fucking changes. Okay, okay. Um, I'll send a rookie by. I think we got someone around there. He'll be there in about, I don't know, five, ten minutes. You okay with him till then? Sure. I don't need to do any serious paperwork on this guy, right? I mean, you're not you're not jump, dumping a corpse on me or something. No, no. Okay. All right, we'll get somebody. Just down for the count. We'll get somebody out there in a couple minutes then. Take it easy, man. Yeah. So around this time... Uh, Chad comes back out. He's got some coffee. Hands out some mismatched mugs. Never been so happy. <laughs> so what are we going to do with this asshole? He sits down on the porch, kind of pushes the guy's head with his uh, with his sneakers. We aren't going to do anything with him, Chad. Officer Mercury here has uh, got some friends going to take care of him. I'll be all right. <laughs> asshole. He uh, lightly kicks him in the head. Not a serious kick, just tapping don't, don't. Don't do that. That's just going to piss him <laughs> off. It wakes up. <laughs> Whatever. I ain't scared of him. Yeah. Um, Let's all get started anyway, Chad. So, you know, he comes by here and he's pounding on the door and I go out to talk with him, you know, just trying to calm him down and find out what's going on. And he goes completely bug nuts. He's looking for Echo, who hasn't been here in like a week. I don't even know where she is. He's going crazy, like she skipped down on a payment with him or something. I don't know what his problem is. Hmm. I mean, the guy was psycho. Echo's been gone for a week? So I haven't seen her in like a week. I've been, well, you know, 
He stops I, himself I, before he says, looking for her. Have I seen her in a week? You know, come to think of it, you don't think you did. Maybe a couple days ago, you might have seen her come in real quick, but... And she lives here, lives here. Yeah, I know. Huh. Hey, Sally! Mrs. McBill comes walking up. She's got the baseball bat in her hand. Looks down. (sighs) What, Ezra? You see an echo anytime recently? Um, not in a couple days. Um... Hold on, I'll ask Kat. Uh, Kat's her roommate. And uh, she disappears back into the house. Comes back out shortly. Sounds like she had to wake Kat up. And says, Wait, while she's gone, I'm going to mm-hmm. sneak back into the house and grab a, one of the Rice Krispie treats from the plate I'm not supposed to pick anything from. <laughs> she gave you a whole plate of your own, man. Yeah, but that's for my work, man. That's oh, for okay. when I'm on the he road. He eats those now, he won't have them later. That's I, guess, right. I guess it's true <laughs> what the Rolling Stones <laughs> say. I don't know what's so hard to understand about that. <laughs> That's right. Every cop is a criminal. <laughs> Sinners the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you're stuffing the last of this into your mouth, or what, as she comes back out? You know, yes. Okay. She looks at you, smiles oh. sweetly, I'm and then... Uh, checking, on my, checking on my girl. Hey, Anne, how's Annie? <laughs> Anne is on the couch with the guys who are playing Halo, and she's looking over the arm very dubiously at this guy who's just laid out in view of the doorway. Don't worry about that. He's taken care of. She nods, but she continues to watch him with an expression of supreme suspicion. So, yeah, I guess uh, Echo came in a couple days ago, uh, grabbed a bunch of her stuff, took off. I don't know why Kat didn't say anything about it. She in any kind of trouble, do we know? No, she's working down at that club, but... Uh, well, well club. Yeah, I think that's honestly a step up for the poor girl. Yeah. My guess is she just picked this loser, and her eyes kind of flick down at Chad, because she knows that he's been, like, sort of pursuing her, even though she has no interest in him, really. I guess it's technically a step up, isn't it? Um, hmm. It's been a couple of days, huh? Yeah, that's... I'm worried about her, because... You know, the poor girl, after Las Vegas, and then she came here, and that boyfriend left her, and then the last guy, who I think hopefully is still locked up, and now this one, and I hope she's okay. Uh, Do you want me to look in on and see what I can find out? Sure. I called her cell, but she just shrugs. Yeah, cell phones, they're unreliable. I've never found one that works. I'm just worried. She makes a lot of bad decisions. You know, she's a nice girl, but she just she needs to get her boat on course, you know? She needs the right man in her life. She looks at you, David, as she says this. Well, you know. Yeah, she really doesn't like me, so it's all right. Rebuffing the look? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Just give her, like, a neutral gaze or what? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a... Because he's not in any place for that right now. So, yeah, if you can find out something, uh, she just, she needs all the help she can get. I'll see what I can find out. Thanks. I got my methods. Okay, well, I've got to get the 12th Corp here loaded up and into the assault wagon. She points at a big old full-on van that's out here. You guys going paintballing? Huh. Well, maybe next time. Oh, okay. We're going to have our hands full just with soccer and badminton. Okay. Soccer and badminton. <laughs> it's a picnic with a bunch of little kids. She's organized activities. Yes. 
She's the den mother of the Gomez. Actually, I guess that would be kind of... She is, actually. In fact, that's her high concept. Could be den mother. Moondog's falling asleep over here. No, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, Moondog, you can come in any time if you want with suggestions or ideas. And, uh, in fact, if you can think of some way for your character to be there. But not to worry. I think you will be involved shortly. No problems. Uh, once Sally is not around. Yeah, she's rounding everybody up back there. Do you uh, think you and your friends can uh, put the coals to Ham over here and see if what he knows about Echo? I can check around at the uh, burlesque house, and failing that, you know, I've got my other methods. I'll put the coals to him, Chad says. Chad, I thought you were... Oh, Chad. <laughs> you literally thought he was gone. I totally thought he was gone. <laughs> Chad, we've no. already had to come to your rescue and save your ass once today. Don't... No, don't... don't. Come to my rescue. Don't make this more difficult than it needs to be. Let us do what we do and just just stop. Yeah, what do you weigh? Like a, like a buck Chet. fifty soaking what? Hey, Chet, I, 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 you know what I heard was uh, down at the uh, down at the park. I heard there was a group of uh, of uh, uh, girls for the uh, for a bunch of eighteen year old senior high school girls from uh, from Kansas come down to, for some kind of. Uh, uh, thing with bikinis. Seriously, like Incredible. a bikini thing? He's looking yeah. at this in in this weather. Oh, nipples. Well, yeah, I know. You should go check that. Out. You should totally go check that out. Oh my god. Oh, good call, uh, I man. My, I don't have my camera, but I know you got, like, are a bro. I well, yeah, bros before whatever. Knuckle up. Jesus Christ, this guy's like Jared Stanwick if he'd never <laughs> gone to Zoe in like twenty years later <laughs> or ten years later. Bowling green. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> Take some pictures for me, I've, I've lost my cell phone again Oh yeah, no problem man He goes over to his car and you can see him digging around He pulls out a can of Axe Rolls up the world's tightest shirt And begins just dousing himself with this stuff In like a cloud <sighs> God He's stupid but predictable That's why I like him God, I hate that guy so he takes off. You probably got a couple minutes before the cops show up. He's an okay guy. He's just dumb. I don't have time for dumb people. <laughs> Can I drive up now? Sure. So this uh, Lincoln Town Car. <laughs> I have no time for dumb people. And then Shaw. <laughs> that was a good up. combo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you there? I need to talk to David. Works for me. So, so I drive up in my Lincoln Town Car. Mm-hmm. Logan. Logan. Yeah. Right. Okay. And two of my thugs are in the front. Sweet. And I'm sitting in the back, and I roll the window down outside the Gomez house. Hey, David, I need to talk Logan. to you. Do you uh, have a moment? Uh, Ezra, do you can can you handle meat sack over here? You got a uh, yeah, I can handle. Yeah, I mean, if he comes around, just knock him out again or something. Cosmic you need me to take care cosmic, of that lump on the ground? Cosmic forces of the universe, man. I got to take. Sergeant Tuskegee is on his way. Oh, he is? Okay, well, I need yeah. to make this quick then. So when well, David walks do- over... Well, well, Chris, well, well, he's doing, well, he's doing that. This is a science that I'm, I'm just going to be, like, start flagging down any of the... Well, keeping an eye on, on Camera. I'm just going to be start, like, flagging down and grilling the people in the, in the house. Basically making use of my contact skill, trying to figure out if anyone knows any trouble that Echo may have gotten into. Okay, and I'll so give you the results of that. Yeah, that's no problem. So that's what I'm doing while they're doing that. Excellent. So, David. Yeah? How's my niece? She's doing good. She's doing good. Good, good. Well, let me know if you need anything. All right. I have a favor to ask. 
Okay. Are you still cabbying? Yeah. You seen any, you've been doing any of that around the airport or the bus station? Oh, airport, all time, best place to get, one of the best places to get, uh, to get fares. You noticed any strange gentlemen coming in in groups? Any characters that might have stand out at you? <laughs> Logan, this is an airport in a big city. There's a lot of strange gentlemen in groups. I, that, yeah. Uh, what kind of strangeness are you? Um, I mean, can you be a little more vague? Okay. Does does your character, I mean, how much in the know is he? Ah, uh, we really, this is about the time where we need to put a good handle on that, haven't we? Um, well, actually, you guys have been through a lot of stuff together, including an incursion by a rogue winter fae. So he uh, would know about my father and what he is? That's up to you, but he definitely, we decided that this was a point where he saw what you were capable of and learned what you were, sure. was in one of those adventures. So how much he knows about your background, I'd say is up to you, but you definitely know this guy is in the know, and you know that he's yes, on par with a lot of this stuff. Okay. Well, I'm not yeah, looking and, for... And the, way, and the way he interacts with Logan is bordering on standoffish because he's not been I'm super a freaking long. vampire? Huh? Because I'm a freaking vampire? Yeah. It's not even so much that you're a freaking vampire. It's that she was a freaking vampire. And gotcha. Based, okay. You know, so that's still... So, Dad contacted me. Okay. He says we have some unsavory characters coming into town. Characters that I would normally use for services, but they seem to be acting independently. Anybody look like... I, I'm not looking for guys in suits. I'm looking for maybe gangbangers. Guys that you think might have a short fuse. I just... Well, I point to the... I point to the guy on the lawn or wherever. Kids are filing past him right now, being loaded into the wagon. Mothers forming like a protective little barrier between him and them. One little boy. Mommy, why is that bloody man? Hey, can you just keep your eyes open for me? Sure. I'd appreciate it. If you see anything out of the ordinary to let me know. Has Sally come out? Yeah, she's uh, she's out there loading everyone up. Looks like the van is about ready to go. She's got a Hi, baby. Hi, Sally. Hi, Logan. She waves, giving you a warm smile. How are you smile. doing? Oh, good. She comes over real quick. Do you have a moment next week to get together and maybe talk about a fundraiser for your house? For you, of course. Good, good. Because you do good work here. Thanks. She leans in to give you a quick hug. One of your guys next to you, like, tenses up just a little bit, watching her very carefully. I give him a quick glance, like, calm down. And then I, I give her a quick hug back. Good, Sally. I want to try to get some of these people out there that are tight on their purses to give you some money to help you out. Oh, you're a Saint Logan. She turns and gives you a quick hug as well, David. Thanks. Car horn honks or the van horn honks. Okay, okay. And she jogs over to the van. It's clear, Mustang. <laughs> she laughs, <laughs> waves back over her shoulder as the van pulls out and away. Better slow that Mustang down. <laughs> I better get going, David. Thanks for uh, keeping an eye out for me. Yeah. Uh, sir, we've got a vehicle approaching very quickly, one of your men says. Oh, uh, okay. David, I should probably get going. I appreciate it. Contact me if you notice anything out of the ordinary. I roll the window up and we drive away. Okay, so let me cut back to inside the house around this time. We could make a roll for you finding stuff out. Mm, I could see that being interesting either way. Let's see, what is normally used for talking to people and getting information? 
contacts. Okay. So your contacts are pretty good. Give me a roll for that. So I'm good at plus three. Okay. So, general thing is that since about a week ago, Echo's been acting a little flaky. She's been high as a kite, just radiant, glowing. One of the guys okay, playing not, Xbox. Not literally, not literally high, but. No, like <laughs> one of the Xbox well, guys describes her as glowing. And a few days ago, she came in in the middle of the night. Otis, the guy points to the dude who's passed out on the carpet. Otis saw her come in, and she and Kat talked, and she left with a duffel bag full of a bunch of her stuff. Uh, said something about a guy in the hills, that she met some wonderful guy who has, like, a farm up in the hills, and he's great, and just was... Where the pups for dogs go when they get too old. Wait a second. And the guy playing Xbox just looks over and just rolls her eyes. You know, nah, 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 nah. girl stuff. She was sprung. That's certainly sounding like cult activity. Right? Any idea where this guy in the hills is? Up in the hills? All right, all right, all right. All right. She didn't really say a whole lot except how wonderful he was and how she finally found some button. I don't know, man. Can I sound like... Like some weird moony thing or something. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks. Nice. Insult me right there. <laughs> Different kind of moony. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so you can hear this also because you have remarkably keen senses and are uh, very observant. Logan, there is a van. As the van in front of you is pulling away, another van has whipped around the corner and is accelerating toward your car, or at least accelerating down the road. Guys, that doesn't look good. Recommend we get out of here, sir, the driver says. Yeah, let's do that. Evasive maneuvers if you need to. Coming towards us or running away? Uh, coming toward the house. Does it look uh, like it's coming towards me or the house? Hard to say, but it's accelerating straight down the road, and you're parked in the road right now. Well, let's move forward, and I want to keep an eye on whether it stops at the house or continues to follow me. I'm throwing up my shield. <laughs> you're still inside the house at the moment, oh, but you're oh, coming right back okay. out. All right, sorry. Hey. Actually, no, I, I've got to keep an eye on the knocked out guy. Hammy. So when you say evasive maneuvers, your driver throws it into gear and just peels out, accelerating smoothly away, powerful engine purring, as he goes to just make a turn around the next corner. If you have some intention of stopping and finding out, you better let no. you guys know. I'm going to watch what the van does. Okay. It continues to accelerate and is turning slightly toward the house. Hit the brakes. The guy does so. So, that's the situation. Ezra, you're just coming out the door. Hey, guys, got some information. Logan, your car has just stopped. So, as I step out, I'm seeing a uh, van come running towards the house. Mm-hmm. Looks like a white cargo van. Uh, you can tell that much. Now, does it look like it's setting up to broadside and drive by us, or does it look like it's running towards to ram us? It's hard to tell exactly for sure. Uh, what the heck? Give me a quick, what is that, alertness? I guess that'd be alertness. Yeah, give me a quick alertness roll. Can I make one of those two? Yeah, by Great. all means. Yeah, I'm going to try to say if it's heading straight on or if it's turning to bring its side towards us. Gotcha. I got a good plus three. Okay. 
so it hasn't completed the maneuver, but it is turning and is going to mount the sidewalk and head into the front yard, maybe right at David, maybe right at you, Ezra. Crap. Liberate hexing. Not raising your shield after all? It's coming at me. I mean, I could raise up enough to block it, perhaps. If it's coming to ram us, my shield's not going to help as much as I hope I would have to invoke. But instead, what I want to do, how new does the van look? Looks nice and new. It's all, all right, so it's white, lots, shiny. Lots of electronics that I could jam. <clears throat> That's my goal. I'm going to... Hexing is easy. Great. I'm yelling at my driver to put the vehicle the in reverse. Okay. All right, so I don't even have to spend stress to deliberately hex. That's nice. But I'm going to. Um, I'm going to take a four-point stress hit, Ouch. mental stress, which will let me summon up to hex eight shifts of power. I'm just going to blow every bit of electronics in that van and hopefully make it freeze and shut and stop. Okay, now, I may be missing this one. Can you actually take stress... To power something, I don't believe that you yes. normally can with evocations. Yes, for evocation, if I can summon up, for one point of stress, I can summon up as many ships as equals my conviction. I can ah, okay, more yes. ships. I can summon up more ships of power by taking extra mental or physical stress. Yes, I was thinking of it backwards because when you, you summon the ships and then it does the stress was kind of how I was thinking of it. But I see what you're saying. Okay, so you're if putting. If I fail my roll, then the difference goes into stress or fallout stress or whatever. Yes, yep. that's where I can take damage. Oh, wait a second. Hold on a second. No problem. I, tell I me how. Subject of as much as I want here. Tell me how many shifts you want here. You know, like for uh, for a car, it's going to be about three power is how much you want. You can summon four with no trouble, and I can. Control four uses no problem. Okay, yeah, I'll go with four for easy then. That won't even I won't even have to take stress for that. Your lore is really good, so you would know four like will jam guns and cars from the sixties and you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, my convictions of four yeah, so I can do four without even taking stress and I should be able to control that no problem. Okay, you always take at least one stress. Not for hexing. But hexing does not have that. Okay, thank you. Yes, because it's easy to do. Yes. The problem is not hexing. I'm taking my power as a technological paradox. Yes. Shoving it at that. Tell me what this looks like. Give me some narration. All right. I step out. I'm like, uh, hey, guys, I found out some information. Whoa! There's a van coming right at us. Now, do we know that the cops... They haven't got okay. here yet. They haven't arrived yet. So this could be the cop van coming down. Mm, it would probably be marked. Like it's coming right at me. I fling my hands out in front of me. The light on the front porch kind of flicker and dim a bit. Probably everyone's email service or uh, phone mm-hmm. service drops for a bit. And there's probably a raise of like electrostatic. My hair stands on ends a bit. Not like crazy Doc Brown, but just like I touched the door. Yes. As the wave of energy goes towards the van. And then I'll roll and see how <laughs> I might get more fallout and blow up a lot of stuff. Okay, so you're doing how many power is this? I'm just doing four. Four, okay. That if, should if be... Three'll, if, if three will stop a van, then... Yeah, that should be no problem. So roll your discipline to control this. And <laughs> your, oh, your target is I need a new phone, aren't I? four, if I read that correctly. Yeah, and I rolled three negs, so I won. I'll take the three-point mental stress and channel it through. Okay, so that... 
crosses off your third yep. stress box for mental. How many stress boxes you got mentally? Four for mental. Okay. And um, yeah, so that, that'll put the full four through. Sparks fly from the van. And I, I stagger at my feet, then. <laughs> the airbag inside goes off. And it is still coming this way. So, David, you got kind of left out real quick, so let me get your reaction before we move on to the reversing car with Logan. I'm just jumping out of the path of the van. <laughs> okay, easy enough. So you jump out toward the street or back toward the side yard? I mean, you've got enough discipline to... I mean, you're, you're cool under fire. I'll go back toward the yard. Okay. So you kind of jump into the side yard as the van goes sailing by, heading for the neighbor's house now. And Logan, your car is backing up, and yeah. your staff member, who is not a driver, is pulling out a compact submachine gun and fitting a suppressor to it. Yeah, good thinking. Um, Logo, ram that van. Roger that, sir. He swerves around into a quick fishtail, just swinging the car around, and then begins accelerating toward where the van will probably be. So it kind of looks like he's aiming for the front porch of this house, but you know him better than that. So, couple things happen all at once. David, you hit the ground, and what, okay. do the TJ Hooker roll, or? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> and you know what? I think that your anger here is going to influence your next action. So I am holding out a fate point to you for your anger to influence your action. Now, how that works is up to you, but you take the fate point. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I, yeah, I roll and come up with my gun in hand mm -hmm. and fire a shot at the van. Ooh. All right, give me a guns roll here. Sorry, <laughs> you don't like guns. Actually, yeah, I've got a shotgun in the bedroom, so <laughs> don't really like guns being shot around my house a lot. That's the right weapon for home defense. I'm at plus four. Ooh, that would be great. It would, yes. <laughs> and a pistol is what? Weapon two. Or is this your Holy this, Avenger? This is my, yeah, I don't have a normal gun. My only gun is my Holy Avenger gun. Your Pazetti Special, if I remember yeah. the scene. Pazetti right? 357. Yeah. So, uh, there's this hard, flat sound, and one of these great big rounds. You can see you hit the van. Where? Are you aiming for anywhere in particular? Aiming for a tire. Okay, I would say good's not quite good enough to hit a tire, but you hear you hit like the That's rear. That's okay because I rolled great. Oh, okay, very good. Then <laughs> plus four. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you hit one of the uh, one of the rear tires, and at that moment, there's just this tremendous impact. It's not a very loud sound, actually, but you feel it through the soles of your feet, and you can kind of feel it in the skin on the whole front of your body as this, what was, you're driving some kind of luxury sedan, I know Lincoln that. Lincoln Town Car, baby. Oh, as the big old Lincoln Town Car just slams into the van, T-boning it, and crushing it up against this other house, sending woodwork flying, and Ezra. The car is now not going towards us. The van passed you. 
going through your front yard and was smashed into your neighbor's house by Logan's town car, which just T-boned it, hit it amidships, as it were, making electric key. Uh, I'm dragging Hamadryad behind a tree where a car coming from the road would not be able to hit him. Thus, he says, all those nickels, and then passes back out. Yeah, yeah, monkey stole my wallet. Anyway. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would apologize, but I'm not actually sorry. Okay? So you're dragging him back. Stuff is moving pretty quickly, so I'm just going to take kind of partial actions here. So you're dragging him back behind a tree? Yeah. Okay. So that brings us around then to Logan. The fellow who is not the driver undoes his racing harness. He's got one of these nice six-point harnesses. Just kicks open the door and gets back behind it. It's an armored door, of course. And he's got his submachine gun pointed at the van, which is kicking and smoking. Hold your fire until somebody comes out. Yes, sir. And I'm going to open my car door and step out, too. Right. And your driver backs away. There's this hideous kind of shimmying noise. You know, car is made to take this kind of impact, but it still sets off the alignment. He's backing off and positioning himself into the street as you step out. Great. Car smoking, hissing, or excuse me, the van is smoking, hissing. I look over at David. Friends of yours? Friends of mine. What the hell are you people doing? What do you mean? You're shooting at it. They were going to ram us. I made sure it wouldn't happen. So did I. The rear doors fly open, and three people come out. (laughs) Well, their faces are clearly distorted. Logan, you're close. You can see that their jaws are open impossibly wide. They're slavering like thick saliva coming down. Uh, Sharp teeth and hideous corpse-like skin. They're wearing leather jackets, something bulky. David, you recognize they're wearing ballistic vests. And I look at Logan and go, friends of yours? Probably friends of dad. And Ezra... These are the guys I told you to look for. Ezra, you can tell exactly what these are. Ghouls? These are ghouls. Ah, escalation. Three of them. Guess what? I can kill these without repercussions. They're not human. I can kill them with magic. (laughs) Now, let me ask you guys a question. There's two ways we can do this. We can do simply using your alertness as initiative, or we can do alertness plus a roll of the dice. What do you like better? I like alertness plus roll. Okay. There's a few things a bit more random. Okay. So we're doing alertness plus a roll. Yes, indeed. Okay, so we got Ezra with a six. I'm average. One. Oh, I'd say you're better than average, my friend. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. What is your question? It says I have improved initiative under human speed. It gives me a plus four. Yes. Your alertness is at plus four for the purpose of determining initiative. Mm-hmm. So what if my alertness is already a plus five? Then that plus makes nine. it a plus nine. Okay, I want now, to make sure they stacked. Now yeah, that means that you are drawing on your power to do that. You're drawing on your demon. Right. Okay. Now, if I decide not to use my inhuman speed, then I don't have to draw on the demon. No. Yep. Well, I'm going to hold off on it right now. I might want to use that for my inhuman strength. Hmm. 
I got a plus five now. Yeah, but you know, you are a vampire, and this is a bad situation. I'm holding out a fate die to you for your high concept to influence your action. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. I'll be using my inhuman speed. All right. So that's going to put you at a nine, at least. Well, we'll see what your roll is. Yeah. Plus, plus, blank, blank. So, 11. Oh, that's not too bad, actually. Yeah, that's pretty fast. That's pretty good. Not bad. So, in slow motion, these things are springing out this low, almost scuttling gait over long arms, pinwheeling. You can see individual drops of saliva flying from their mouth as... As one, they're forming up into a pack in a delta formation, and they're charging toward David and Ezra. Their bestial howls just beginning to echo in the air. How many of them are? Three? Three of them. So they're not paying much attention to me. No, they seem completely focused on the first things they saw when they threw open those rear doors. And they're moving pretty slow? For you right now, with you drawing on your demon, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to run up behind one and attack it. Okay, so attack it how? Um, Give me some description. I, I'd like to run up, and as I'm running up there, I pull out my gawk pistol, mm -hmm. and I'm going to place it to its head and pull. Okay, you know, it's, it's, this. it's just a nine, but if you put it through the melon, it doesn't really matter. So, give me a guns roll here. This thing does get a chance to react. Of course, yeah. Plus one, so I'm not really great at guns. That's okay. I'm very good at fighting in general, but I can do it quickly. I'm at minus one. Total? Yeah, I'm going to spend my fate point. Okay. So, re-roll. That sounds good to me. I don't recall. When you re-roll, do you have to invoke an aspect? Yes. Okay, so... I will invoke... Work um, not beyond brutality. Okay, and work that into the narrative, the brutality aspect of this. Tell me how this fits into the action. Okay. Seeing that they're moving towards what I consider the weaker characters, mm -hmm. and knowing how bullies pick on weaker characters, I get very upset mm -hmm. and decide that I'm not going to pull any punches. Nice. And I'll re-roll and hope for the best. I am at plus one. I just okay. rolled four blanks. <laughs> That's better than minus one, but it's not very good. This thing, the one you come up behind, is utterly focused on its prey. And you fairly stroll up behind it. And its head just moves up right into line with your pistol perfectly. The damage is... Oh, man, help me out with this, guys. Okay, what, what? He rolled a plus one. What did he roll on his defense? Minus four. Camera, wow. I think it only counts as a zero still. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm not clarifying. Let me check. Eh. That's not how it works in the other. Isn't it? Okay. It might be. I know it's difference plus weapon damage. I don't know if the negatives count, though. Okay, you know what? I lied to you. I'm sorry, because I forgot about their athletics. So uh, it, it's a total of zero. So Okay, so it's one. Plus the weapon damage. Plus the weapon damage. That makes it pretty easy. Okay. I'll try and find out for the other thing, though. Thank you. Yeah, where's the weapon damage in here? Uh, let's see, you've got a pistol. It's just a regular pistol. I believe that's a two. I believe that's two. Okay. So it's three total? 
Let's see. You got uh, what? Plus one? A one. Yeah. I got a zero. So yep, three. Three total. Okay. Oh, man. So the flat sound of a pistol shot at close range and the ghoul stumbles rolling to the ground but is clearly still alive despite having a good portion of the side of its skull blown away. So that brings us to... Ezra. Well, I was going to use an area effect attack, but then Logan ran up into the area. So, so fast. I mean, it's hard to see him. It I, looks like he just flickered up there. Blink, blink. Oh, mm-hmm. oh all right. Uh, you know, that whole negative not counting, I don't see anything that says that, so I could be totally wrong. Okay, and that's cool. Let's say, let's say I am. We'll say I am until it is Until we find something me. else. Until it works against me. Yeah, that works for me. Okay. Honestly. Uh, I'm taking a one-point stress hit and just using my... Uh, Rote spell uh, scream. I see the ghouls running out. I'm like, ah, escalation. I kind of flick my left arm out straight, mm-hmm. and my wand drops from my sleeve into my hand. Nice. Dark walnut braided with copper. I point it out towards the lead ghoul, not the one that he shot, but the one that looks like it's at the point of their little delta formation. Yes. I shout out, I'm shot him! And just a high-pitched, almost inaudible, shrieking bolt of pure noise ripples through the air and hopefully slams into the front ghoul. Okay, so give me your roll for this one. I attack of discipline, they defend of athletics. Okay, and what's the power on this spell? It is a weapon 5 attack. That's right, because it's equal to your lore. It is equal to my conviction plus my focus. Item. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking of with, with rotes. I just I had it wrong there. Okay. I have a number of rotes equal, equal to your lore. And I don't have to worry about fallout because it's a rote spell. So I just got to hit a bet. Attacks a plus five to hit. It starts to stop planting its feet, eyes going wide just as the blast of noise hits it dead on. That's a three, and you got, what, five? I rolled a five to hit, and it's a five weapon. Wow, okay, so that's a difference of two, plus weapon five, so that's seven. Seven stress hit. Yeah, wizards are dangerous, man. So, describe this to me. Does that take him out, or is that... Oh, yeah. Hits him in the chest, his whole flesh kind of vibrates, and he explodes. Oh, his component elements, component parts. Oh, he's basically vibrated. It's raining, oh. cool. Hallelujah. Oh, oh. hallelujah. Ooh. Never want to hear that again. It's okay. <laughs> wow. Kind of casually point the wand at the other one that hasn't been. Which splattered with the remains of its friend crouches slightly and leaps hideous claws, like unhealthy nails that have lengthened and pointed, coming out from the end of its corpse-like hands, and its leaping claws outstretched at you, David. Which one of them has the subgun? None of them. One of Logan's friends has the highly illegal weapon. I apologize. It's the confusion of combat, man. That's okay, Okay. you don't see it. Fog of war. Fog of war. My idea was I was going to shoot the one with subgun, but... Yeah, he's got subgum. He has a plate of almonds and vegetables and chicken. Yes. This is for you! Exactly. <laughs> I am, however, going to shoot the one who's coming at me. Okay. So we're going to use... righteous anger. We're going to use guns as your defense, then. Okay. Versus its attack. Great. Four. The gun goes off and puts a hole in this thing, you think, but then it hits you, and the two of you go down in a tumble. You feel a burning pain on your back and on your chest.
chest as you take a two-stress physical hit, which, if I understood the rules correctly, just crosses off the second box. Yeah. Oh, okay. That ain't. Big, strong guy like you? Yeah, you're a big man. Now, let's see. That was just your defense, which, if I understood correctly, doesn't count as an action. Nope. So that brings it to you. you got this thing on top of you, snapping its jaws at you. You can smell the stench of cordite and of death. And uh, you can tell its claws have sunk into you somewhere. All right, now I'm really pissed off. (laughs) I'm going to fire another one of my magic bullets. Mm Mm-hmm. This is in keeping with the purpose of the weapon, so you get a plus one. All right, then I'm at plus six. Ooh. I don't know what the name is for that. Epic, I believe. Sure, why not? It's actually an appropriate <laughs> use of that word. <laughs> Epic or legend, if I can which... This thing shrieks and tries to pull back away from you, its eyes mad, rolling with terror as you bring the weapon around. But you fire... Let's see, you had a plus six total? Blam! Yep. Okay. Uh, it only gets a five. Well, plus six, and then the weapon damage is three. Yes, but the hit is plus six. Uh, okay, so it only gets a five. It's fast, but not quite fast enough. Blam, as you said. And that's a difference of one. Okay, so it's four total for damage. Yep. If you wish to, you can spend a fate point to ignore any defensive abilities this thing has. That includes mundane armor. They specifically mention mm. that. Good. Yeah. Okay, that's then I will do that. Ooh. So that ignores all defensive capabilities it has, <laughs> reducing it to zero. When a holy round goes through a ghoul, which react as any unholy creature would to the touch of the divine, what happens? You took this thing out. So the round, which they look almost like mini rockets, mm-hmm. plows into him. His skin, where the thing hits, gets all mottled and turns fiery red. Sweet. It looks like he's swelling up, and oh. it explodes. Oh! Oh! Spending out a shriek that is decibels louder than anyone really has any business hearing. Ooh. So that brings us back around to Logan. All of this is happening around you so slowly. So slowly. <laughs> you, you can hear your staff member behind you. He's starting to try to tell you how many are down, the poor mortal. But you know already. Yep. So the one I shot in the head is down, right? It's down, but not I know it's not dead. Yeah. Right. You blew away a section of its skull and it's rolling, writhing in pain, but starting to right itself. Yeah, I'm going to put the gun away super fast. Nice. And I'm going to walk up, run up, whatever you want to call it. You're right on it already. Yeah, and I'm going to lift it and throw it into the house. Oh! No! <laughs> Not that house, the one that the vans and things ran into. Oh, uh. Yeah, we don't care about the next door neighbor. I'll pay him off anyway. Another car crashed their house. <laughs> oh, that's <awesome. laughs> So that's what I'm going to do is try to throw it against the wall. Okay. It lashes out with its hideous, filthy claws at your arm, trying to flens the muscles from it, using it uh, fists as defense. So we've got a six. Okay. Am I using might for this? Hmm. I would say you're using fists. However, you are picking the thing up, you know? chucking something that sounds like might. Yeah, and they have a good roll for this. So what's better for you? Let me just ask you that. Might. Okay. Give me a might roll, because it really does sound... I, I agree with Josh. 
Would you consider this an inanimate object? Definitely not. Okay, so I'm not going to get my plus three. I'm at five. Mm -hmm. I am going to invoke one of my aspects. Very good. So that's one fate point, right? Yep, and uh, work it into the narrative for me. Clearly seeing that they're going after David Mm -hmm. and realizing, as weird as it seems, he is somewhat of family Mm -hmm. on there. I'm going to scream at it, grab it, throw it, and say, you don't fuck with my family. Yes. And that will give me a plus two, so that gives me a seven. Ooh, okay. So that is a difference of one as it slams into the house, cracking the siding. It drops down, raises its mutilated head, and hisses at you, charging forward once more, jaws swinging down like a snake's, as if it intends to just take a bite out of you. Ezra. I can see them. Yes. I mean, it's a confused melee, and it's up to you how much your character can tell and how much you can interpret, but it's two creatures that move at the speed of striking snakes. And the, the one guy's wounded? It looks like it, yeah. I'm going to summon up six shifts of power, which will oh. give me a two-stress hit. Okay. And, yeah, air offensive air. Okay, good. So, yeah, six, that's a two-stress hit, which I can take. Not many more. <laughs> looks like he's going to finish <laughs> him off here. Five of those points into a block against the ghoul. And then one more to make it cover for two exchanges, because I think he'll finish him off or take care of him by that point. Okay. So it's going to be a five-point block as I'm going to basically encase him in ice. Ooh. I whip my wand towards where the ghoul is charging at the white court. Mm-hmm. I shout out, Frozen Tosin! <laughs> a sheet of sleet and ice flings for my wand towards the ghoul. This is not a road spell. Got to cover six ships with a conviction of four. Ooh. Happens here. Go ahead and give me your discipline roll. All right. I am going to spend my last fate point for uh, playing nicey-nice with the white court. Okay. Okay. My white court. Let's call him a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which brings me to six. Okay. And that essentially will act as a block that it will have to overcome. It'll have a negative. It'll have to overcome negative uh, five shifts to do anything. Physical, Uh, basically, I would say. Yeah, to do anything physical to uh, Logan. Logan. Okay. Or to anyone. He's frozen. He's solid. So he's going to basically have a... Frozen ghost. He's got five more ships to overcome for any action. Roger that. So the side of the house is covered with ice. Icicles are hanging from the gutters. The roses in the front of the house, which were kind of sick anyway, just like freeze and instantly die. Really frost. Yeah. And there's like a... degrees, man. It's freezing out here in California. And Logan, you yourself, where you were kind of facing towards this thing, after you threw it, your hands and arms are just covered in ice. Okay. And this thing is like a twisted sculpture of a ghoul made out of ice, it almost looks like. There's a slight cracking noise. It hits the ground, and some of the ice kind of fractures, but the thing is just lying there still. And that brings us to David. The van is... Starting to back? No, it's not at all. <laughs> it's totally fried. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to I can't think. think about a driver, though. Oops. <laughs> yep. But the passenger door not only opens, but flies two yards out, dented in the middle, and a uh, ghoul-wearing heavy motorcycle leathers, camo pants, and a tactical vest comes scrambling out and is fleeing down the street. No, I got my hands on these pants. I got my hands oh, on Oh, no, we didn't. Oh, I thought we were done. Oh. All right, I'm taking off after him. All right. So you're running off. This thing is fast. I mean, it's like Usain Bolt, Olympic sprinter. 
faster than the fastest meth addict you ever chased. Well, all right, I've got great athletics, so I'm pretty fast myself. Okay, so this is just standard zones. There's a barrier of one, meaning you can sprint if you want, making an athletic roll, and every shift that you get will be a zone that you cross. This thing's going to do the same thing. Okay, before I roll, mm -hmm. a couple questions. How far away is it right now? About 30 feet heading towards 40. Okay. Where exactly are we? You're in the suburbs. You're in the light industrial slash residential area just north of Pearl Street. This thing is heading down a broad avenue basically towards the ocean, and this area is all long straight streets. It's kind of in the middle of the street. So there's nothing really at hand that I could use to, say, throw in his path and try to... Uh, I don't know, my friends. You could well, I'm make... I'm trying to think what there could be. You could certainly um, make a declaration. Yeah, nothing immediately springs to mind, and I'm holding up the game. So... A bullet will get in his way. A what? A bullet. Fine, Eric. No, I know. But yeah. I've been shooting at the last three or four... He wants to try his other skills. Yeah, man. Go for it. All right. I'm giving chase. Plus two. So that's a total of six. Ooh. And I'm going to use a fate point, pounded by anger. Okay. So he grits his teeth. Yes. And he says, oh, hell no, or whatever, and takes off running after him. Uh, Good, so I like it. Plus eight. Oh, man. This thing is so fast, but you've just got wings of fire. You can feel your heart burning with rage, uh, righteous anger. As you chase this thing down, you're drawing closer to it. I mean, you're going to catch this thing. Okay, cool. And basically, since you sprinted, that's pretty much your action is running right now. But next time we come around, you're going to have this thing. Or at least, yes. About my gun. I know this is not for this exchange. It'll be for the next one. But I realize the bullets do uh, what they do. I'm mm -hmm. wondering if... <laughs> yes, the thing itself counts as a holy symbol. So I could basically, in theory, pistol whip this son bitch. Mm -hmm. Cool, all right. You don't know a whole lot about ghouls unless you do, or you don't know what yeah. these things are unless you do, but you oh, did see... Aging what I don't know, so... Yeah, you... Scare away vampires. You did see its reaction earlier. Excuse me? <laughs> you, you must be talking about red court vampires. Bad vampires, not good but, vampires. Yeah, the bad ones. Yeah. Not the sparkly ones. Ooh, are you a bad <laughs> vampire or a good vampire? I guess we'll find out. Ones it's the skin of a killer. Okay. Might want to see sparkle. So, moving on. That brings us back <laughs> to... Logan, yes. Okay, so I sort of stop when I see that it's encased in a nice thick layer of ice, mm -hmm. and I look over at the wizard, and then I walk over to my goons. Now, wait a minute. You got an enemy there who's down and at your mercy, and you are pretty savage, he said, savage, but holding out a fate point. Oh, I'll take it. Now, it's Don't up to mind. you how that influences what you do. Well, I was just going to have one of my goons shoot at the pieces. But Which that changes it. Tell me and get me fade points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working hey, on it. <laughs> great, great aspects. I'm easy to compel. You. Well, one could argue my friend's in low places. Well, I got a friend who's in trouble, but still. Yes. Could, you know what? Actually, on something. We could retcon with, something for an Ezra compel. I, I don't know if I'll I'm, just throw it out there and you can ignore it as you see fit. Well, but, it, it occurs to me that Echo running into trouble sounds like yes. a friend's in low places compel. And actually, I had wanted to do that right off the bat at the beginning here. So please take a fate point. I was, thinking, I was also thinking. I was thinking if the uh, if the if you compel uh, just another crazy day at the Gomez house, so that the ghoul uh, or whatever did fall on the Gomez house instead of on the house next door. Uh, but it's way over there. I can't quite do it. <laughs> However, you know, Ezra, if you see places where you think there's a good compel, let me know. 
Well, anytime you want to have collateral damage, I'm fine with that. Okay. That who do that I do. Pretty powerful. Sometimes I don't know my own strength. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and the same thing goes for you guys. If you see something and you think I'm missing it, you know, let me know. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to spend a fate point. Mm-hmm. In between the two houses, the Gomez house and the one we've been fighting in front of, mm-hmm. you know those big dumpsters yeah. that might be out back of a house that's rather large? In fact, they're dumpster brand dumpsters from which the yep. name is derived. Great. Well, I, there's one there. Okay. Ordinarily, there's like a skill roll involved with a seven, but I ain't worried about it. Give me the fate point. Om nom 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 nom. You got it. <laughs> um, and I'm going to look at the wizard with a devious smile. I'm going to go pick that dumpster up and I'm going to throw it on top of him. Oh. On me? No, not on the wizard. I mean, on oh. the ghoul. Okay. <laughs> yes, turn. Turn on each other. <laughs> no, that's not until session two. Fight for my amusement. <laughs> no, I wasn't meaning to throw it on you, sir. I'm sorry, Ezra. They'll only let one of us leave alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, that's an inanimate object. Nice. Yes, it is. That's three when I lift him those and throw on him. Now, you can roll for your own amusement, or you can just describe what happens. I want to roll for my amusement. Get used to rolling fate dice. Go for it. So let's see. That's a might. Okay. Where'd the fourth die go? I rolled it. Oh, there it is. I didn't do so well. I got a great plus four. Oh, is that all? Against a helpless opponent with uh, defense defense zero. (laughs) So I go over. I pick up the dumpster. Yes. I kind of look back at the wizard again, like, why are you sticking your nose in my business? Excuse me. And then I throw... <laughs> that one of those looks. <laughs> and then I throw the dumpster on top of it. He's... It crashes down. And you get your back again. And I turn around and say, I have a, everything under control. And he comes out in this weird, resonant, beautiful voice. He's alabaster. Right. And creepy looking. Like, something about him is telling not just your wizard senses, but your animal hindbrain to get away. No problem. Let's see if I help you. <laughs> well, I don't know, my friend. You do have to play nice-nice with the white court. Yeah. I'm not being mean. So? Wizards have such fragile egos. Speaking of which, you got to play nice-nice with these people, he said, I holding know. out a fate point. I know. Hey, <laughs> trying to watch your back, man. So, on the street, it's that ad where they say, no one ever says I want to be a junkie when I grow up. <laughs> Except it's this hideous undead thing and an ex-cop about to catch up to it. So you basically, you've caught up to it, David. Well, that's what it appeared to have happened. Yes. Doing a self-compel. Okay. And the cop turned cabbie. Yes. So having been running around like I used to mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. catching up to him the way that I did has Putting on that extra burst of speed is kind of... Too gone. many donuts! Oh. Exactly. And so, start, and too many Rice Krispie tw- treats. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, start kind of... And he's starting to get a Check off Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> if they're on the plate, they must be eaten by the third scene. <laughs> so, it's up to you whether I lose him completely or if I have a chance to... I'm going to say you I- have... Yeah, I'm going to say you have a chance. I'm going to give you a minus two. Okay, well, here's what I'm thinking. Is there something, like a bike or something, stand, standing in the, in the uh, as we pass by a house? Out in the yard in California in a major city? Yeah. No way. Yeah, that's true. Damn. All right. Okay, then. My bicycle's over here on the porch, actually. <laughs> but you're all the way over there. Well, hell. <laughs> all right, let me make a roll, then. Damn it, minus. And don't forget that fate point for uh, your self-compel there. Yep. Is there a proper term that they use for self-compel? I've been trying to memorize it. I believe everything. they call it self-compel. Okay, perfect. I like that. Keep it simple, man. Uh, this is not good. 
<laughs> I was I start off at great. I got the minus two, which takes it down to uh, fair, and then I rolled a minus one, so I'm at average right now. Okay, that gives you what a plus one. Plus one, yeah. Okay, so this thing whips out or whips around at you. It's using its fists for defense. So you got a minus one. No, I got a plus one. Oh, you got a plus one. Oh man. Okay, so you take a four stress physical hit. Oh, shit. I think I'm going to need to take a consequence here. Because... Do you have a fourth box? I do not. I have... I only have three physical stress boxes. So, yeah, I got to take a consequence. Now, let's see. Take a two-point consequence and take a two-stress hit, or you can take a four-stress consequence and take no stress. If I take a two-stress hit, then I mark off my third box because my two-stress box is already full. So that's still the same as... Right. Okay, I will do that. He gut punches me, and I am... Well, he's using his claws. Oh. It's only a two-point consequence, though, so it's not going to be... Yes. It's going to be, like, scraped up or something. Yeah, this would be mild. It lasts for a scene after you get a chance to recover from it. The kind of thing where you'd be like, oh, dude, just walk it off. You know, you'll be okay. I was thinking winded, but I don't know how that would affect the claw. No, that works, because you've just been raked across your stomach. And I was already winded to begin with. Yeah, so winded works for me. Okay. So this thing turns, sweeps around, gets you across the chest and the stomach with its claws. There's a line of fire, and it's like the breath just goes right out of you, and your heart kind of seizes up just for a second. Not heart attack, just like when you're supremely exhausted and your heart kind of goes, Mm -hmm. uh. It does what now? It goes, uh. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) That's actually the sound it makes if you have a stethoscope on there. Uh, I'm a medical doctor, so I know these things. There you go. That's <laughs> I am not a medical doctor. Seriously, baby, I can prescribe anything I want. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's David. We're essentially out of combat now, unless somebody's going to do something about this ghoul, because it's swiped at him, and then it's in the street, and it's whipping its head back and forth, trying to decide what to do. How many zones away is it from us? Pretty far. Let's see, I'd say three zones. Because of the sprinting that went on and the, the very good athletics rolls that happened. I'm going to run over to help David. Okay. You are very fast. You continuing to use your inhuman speed? Yeah, I'm still playing under that compel you gave me, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you arrive on the scene, and that's, well, with movement, you basically get there. Okay, so that brings us down then to Ezra. About three zones away? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I can get that from this far. <laughs> We've already got one captured. That's all I need. <laughs> captured? It was smashed to pieces. Oh, I thought he put the dumpster over top of it, like, upside down, so it... Oh, he might have. No, no, I did not. Oh, you smashed it. Oh, yeah. I did. Damn, people, come on. <laughs> what you doing? Uh, mild consequences go at the way at the end of the scene. The end of the scene after you get a chance to recover. All right, okay, so yeah. All right, I'll take a mild consequence of... Uh, Headache, Okay. because I've only got one mental stress left. And I'm just going to use my uh, rote spell of freezing wind. Mm-hmm. If it affects, we'll put the uh, aspect frosty on him with your shifts. Now, I'm going to offer you a faint point for this to go a little bit out of control because of the hoodoo that you do, and sometimes you don't know your own strength. Okay. In that case, that will just make it a straight-up attack. Okay. Oh, I meant to freeze him. Instead, I'm doing a fire attack. Oh, yeah. I said, actually, no, no, let me clarify that. Instead, I'm going to cover the entire zone with that. Ooh, so a howling gale? 
means all three of you will get frosty. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Actually, you know what? No, gonna, you know what? no, never. I'm going to take that back. I'm actually going to actually accidentally do a tax spell on him because it's more fun to have no survivors. And we're like, oh, god damn it. I thought we saved one. Excellent. So that's not Rote anymore, but still I'm just going to do the five ships of power. Mm-hmm. Still only one. Although there's a chance of it going out of control if I roll badly, so there's still that. Excellent. I knew I should have dropped it on him. Nope. I keep control of it. It is a plus six coming at him. Resist. So a weapon, five, attack, plus six to hit. And describe it to me just a little bit. It's supposed to be just a little blast of snow and sleep, but that ice is coming out a little pointy and sharp and hard. So basically, a needle gun blast of ice particles. Oh. I like that. Like a flushette gun. One of my favorite theoretical weapons. You've changed this so many times. Is this affecting all three of us or just No, him? no, just him. Just him. Yeah, he was initially intending to do just like capture it in ice, but then he kind of lost control of his magic and it came out angry. Angry, yep. I understand. Come to my house? <laughs> <laughs> Whose house? Ezra's house. What? what? <laughs> so, uh, plus six to hit, five weapons. It turns toward the gale and snarls as if to attack it. Basically using its toughness as a defense here. Giving Stupid ghoul trying to attack wind. How dumb can you be? <laughs> g- giving it a three. And you got a five, right? Yes, I got six. Six, okay, so that's five four weapon. plus... That's a difference of... He got a three, I got a six. Yeah, that's a difference of three plus the weapon. Wow. It's five, so eight. Oh, I'm going to take this one. It's just erased. Oops. <laughs> Standing there on the yard, but... With uh, like a uh, frosted frosted uh, steam coming off the uh, coming off the uh, wand, it's just like blink blink. Oops! There's a uh, creaking noise, and the palm tree that was across the street from you, Ezra, uh-huh. just shatters in the middle and falls down into the street across the street. And both you guys, David and Logan, you guys are uh, covered in ice. Jeez. One of them freak winds come off the uh, Gulf. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is that cliff that's got the free quins. That's going to be my go-to excuse. <laughs> that's just point Viendo, guys. We're not very far. Oh, it goes. <laughs> it's been a history. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. Smashed van. Pieces of ice, which are pink or grayish pink and melting. Oh. Cold fog everywhere. My head hurts. I'm going to go grab, go to the porch, grab the coffee where I left it. <laughs> Sit down and make sure that have a dry head is still where I left them. Hmm. Yeah, you knock him out really solidly. You're in the sit, hell. Just sit there with my coffee and wait for the cops and try and get my head together. Where in the hell is Tuskegee? Hasn't been that long. Just feels like a long time because, you know, <laughs> emergencies. Logan, the gentleman with the machine gun comes up. Says, uh, sir, we're ready to go if you are. I am. I'm going to get in my car. I think I need to make a roll of my feeding dependency now. Yes, you do. Now, this is going to be equal to the combined refresh of the powers that you used. You used inhuman speed and inhuman strength. Yeah, so that's four. Okay. I I think I'm okay if I don't roll too bad. Discipline is what I use, Mm -hmm. and I have a plus five. Okay. So, then I roll... Plus one, so six total. Okay, now let me check this, because I think it actually makes an attack against you. I can't. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's 190. Excellent, thank you. These guys on stress track for hunger. Yep. Yep, which I have six boxes, by the way. Stuff. Yeah, you fail, but you don't take any actual stress, so you're very aware that the demon wants to feed, but you're keeping it in control for the moment. Gotcha. Okay, let's get out of here, gentlemen. And the car goes off. 
David? Okay, I'm just getting I'm really, He's just leaving? Seriously? Oh, God damn it. I really hate that guy. <laughs> Wait, you're just gonna leave me, shouts after the fleeing car. I'm still kind of collecting my wits after being winded and all. So we're at the end of the scene, and guys, your stress now goes away. Both of you, it sounds like, are getting a chance to recover from your very mild consequences. So those will be gone at the end of next scene. Okay. So you're just standing in the street shouting after him? Yep. And Officer Tuskegee, well, no, the rookies that he dispatched. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Come around the corner in their black and white. We can role-play out the whole exchange if you want. Okay. As they're taking Hamadryad... They're bundling him into the back of the car. The I've got a chance to ask him anything. The, uh, the female... Are you wondering why there's ice all over the place? Well, they're looking around, but the, no. the female officer is standing there with her thumbs kind of hooked into her equipment belt, and she's looking. She looks over at the van. She looks over at the toppled palm tree, looks at the ice everywhere, looks at the dumpster upside down, looks at the bullet hole in the van, looks over at you, David, raises one eyebrow. <laughs> Hell of a morning! And yeah. turned into a bitch of a dick. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Uh, got anything else you want to tell us, sir? Her partner's yeah. in there. Um, well, darling, it's going to be a long, cold, lonely winter. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I got I to gotta take off, guys. Something came up here. So. Okay. This is a pretty good place to wrap up, yeah, actually. It's fortunate. Okay. So her partner's calling in the traffic accident. They're going to have to ask you a few questions, both you guys. And uh, we can catch up from there next week. If you guys could do me a favor and send me sort of what you're thinking of doing or what you're maybe planning on doing sure. in the interim, and then we can go from there. So, Josh, I'll see you later. I think um, you guys, if you can stick around for just a sec, just so we can bring Moondog up to speed. Right. So, yeah, they're calling in the traffic accident. How's David going to handle this? I don't know. I was trying to think because he can't just say, yeah, there were some ghouls that were coming by. Damn. If, <laughs> what I should do is just give Ezra a look. This is your... <laughs> Leave him to clean it all up. That's right. Well, he was the one that had the ice and everything. Yeah. But you know what? Hell of it. I'm going to. Because (laughs) it's just more fun that way. What, just foisted off on him? Yep. She says, is there anything you want to tell us? And Mercury just looks at Ezra, raised eyebrows. (laughs) Very good. So I guess the scene would be the cops talking to him, and we can handle however that's going to work out. Okay, so while we're waiting for Moondog, um, what'd you think? First session? It's good. I'm very good. I'm Hey, welcome Josh back. Had to take, Josh, Josh had to take off unexpectedly. I guess there was some kind of a fan, gotcha. uh, thing. And I, good feedback, uh, great session. Oh, good. Yeah. good. I enjoyed it. You were allowing me to work in some of my backstory stuff. Yes. Did you like the car and driving up? And Yep. Um, I like the way you guys are handling your characters. I think this is all going to work out pretty good, well. Good. I like the compels. When I've been doing fate games, that's the hardest thing to remember, because you've got, especially as a GM, mm-hmm. you've got everything else going on, got to keep track of the stats of everybody in the friggin' world, <laughs> and then on top of everything else, you got to remember all the aspects that, that all the char- all the characters have. Mm-hmm. Well, not only the player characters, but the NPCs, everybody's got aspects, and everybody's got fate points, and goddamn if they don't all want, need compels sometimes. So, well, I think... So, yeah, um, our characters have a lot of aspects that can easily be compelled. Yeah, you guys create some great aspects, which is going to help me out a lot. And also just help me stay on top of it by uh, reminding me if I'm missing something. And also don't forget that if there's something going on that in other games might provide a situational modifier or something, that's probably an aspect that you can tag probably for free, you know, at least the first time, to use to your advantage. Gotcha. 
There was one more thing I wanted to do in game, but I can do it when we come back. No, we can do it now. We got to say. It was just a simple role-playing thing with my thing, myself. Mm-hmm. As I'm driving away, I take my cell phone out, and I hit the speed dial for my first ass- assistant. Yeah. We'll call her Victoria for now. Okay. Yeah, Victoria, I think the wizard's stronger than I thought he was. Could you put a PI on him? I need some information. Get some background on him. We'll take care of it immediately, sir. Great. Thank you. And I'll hang up. That's nice. all I want. Okay, good stuff. So, what are you guys thinking about, like, the direction that you, as the characters, maybe as the players, want to take this before next time? I've often found advanced intelligence is useful for GMs, especially since I'm new to the system. Well, I'm going to focus on the directive you emailed me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I started to establish by having David keep an eye out for people. And that's where I kind of want to go with it. That works. Any particular actions you're thinking of taking, or is that something that you would prefer to handle via email to preserve some modicum of secrecy? No, I haven't really thought about the actions okay. yet on what I want to do. I still want to pursue that, and I want to get more information on the wizard. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of things. Okay, that works. And I'm not necessarily investigating him to find out deep, dark secrets. It might be just investigating to see if I can trust him. Yeah, makes sense to me. Those type of things. I'm a paranoid vampire. Well, I mean, if you've got a long time to live. I do. And, you know, we always are working behind the scenes. That's white court vampires a lot. Yep. So, where do you want to take it, Eric? I'm just seeing where we end up going in the story. It's too soon to tell, really, where yeah. I want to take it with my character. So far, I think you're taking it right down where we want to go. I mean, those type of things. Yeah. I had a blast. Yeah, excellent. It was great. Excellent. And I think Ezra had asked David to, like, maybe try to help him out with finding Echo. Yeah. And he's, he was so going to do his own thing as well with that. I wouldn't mind, since I'm kind of investigating the wizard, I wouldn't mind following that path either. Okay. If you're going to be kind of following him along? Yeah, that too. And who knows, maybe this is connected to the ghoul thing. Uh-huh. Okay. So, we'll meet up next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a good Echo time. I can't wait to hear this. Doppler. What's that? I want to know if Echo has a sister named Doppler. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to wait till next channel. There it is, and there it was. The first Dresden Files session. It certainly left us with questions. And I would love to hear your thoughts on the episode, or the characters, or anything else you care to comment on. You can leave your comments at mtmjetpack.com on our blog, or you can send them via email to feedback at mtmjetpack.com. We will respond, and we look forward to hearing from you. So there's not a whole hell of a lot else to say. This is going to be a fun campaign. I look forward to you learning things as we learned them. And the next installment should be coming your way very soon. So, thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Blind Geek reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You've got to keep it fired up. And always, let it soar.